Welcome to Podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Podcast 2187, the fastest podcast in the galaxy. My name is Tim Outlaw. And as always, man, I am so excited about this episode tonight. We, we got so much that we're going to talk about. Oh. It's just it's it's gonna be great. And as always, we have I have to welcome the 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 Chewy to my Han Solo, Mark. How are you? Still on my own. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I I don't know. I just had to do that. I I saw. That's pretty decent. It's not the best I've ever done, but without any prep, it turned out okay. I think. Your little intro. Your what is happening or whatever. That that. Yeah. <clears throat> that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you know. We we certainly have enough experience listening to that you and I do so. Yes, we we kid because we love. Oh or, yeah, absolutely. Or do we? Unless. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, seriously though, uh, it, it's really awesome actually because we got a continuation of last week's episode. Really, more information, more details to be going over. In addition to just the state of Star Wars, some updates on things overall. Uh, but I don't want to skip over you, Mark. I did ask how you're doing, and I want to know how are you doing. I'm doing. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Nice. And, I, and I wanted to, first off, it's come to my attention in the pre-show that we've had two listeners in Iran. <laughs> and it if you true. are listening, if you are listening, shout out to, uh, to uh, our Iranian brothers and sisters. Um, we love you. Thank you for listening to uh, the podcast. And uh, tell all your friends. <laughs> Yeah, we were we were going over some uh, stats, I guess, before we started this episode. And honestly, one of my favorite parts about doing this is that this is genuinely like an international thing. We've got so many countries represented, and it might only be a couple people there who listen. But hey, well, it's can awesome. I can I also can I also say to my Iranian brothers or sisters, Saudi Arabia has five five listeners from Saudi Arabia, and there's two from Iran. Are you going to allow that to stand? <laughs> Are you trying to stir up competition just I'm for I'm not stats? trying to stir up a war or any kind of regional conflict <laughs> oh, between Iran and Saudi Arabia, but I'm just saying, do you want that? I certainly wouldn't allow more listeners in Canada than in the United States uh, because they're they're close to me. So, Iran, you got some work to do. If you have to get your, <laughs> your mother and your, and your brother and, and your friend on the street, uh, have them all listen so you can officially have more listeners than Saudi Arabia. And then, and then once we get that more evened out, are you going to compare them to like Greece or something? Because they had even more. Greece, Greece is great. <laughs> they have awesome Euros. I mean, let's, just, um, let's, not, let's not talk about Japan. People got a while before they catch up to Japan. But then we got you know, Germany and Australia are up there too. Of course, number one and two were the US and UK. Of course. Whoa, UK is more than uh, Canada? Yeah. Damn! Yeah, actually, uh, UK was uh, hold on about three times. UK is about three times as many as Canada. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Estimates in good old England. <laughs> uh, I need to go over stats more. This is fun. It is. It. it, it that's that's Pringles's family. True, our very own Pringles. It's a lot of my uh, moms and dads and cousins and grand. Cousins and uh, I'll have them all listen when I'm on. So it's, uh, yeah, quite popular in England, are we? Yeah, second to the US, yeah. Good, so uh, pay me. 
Uh, you know, you are getting paid. It's just not financially. It's called uh, slavery, then, isn't it? It's called invaluable experience that you're... Indentured servitude there, Tim? Uh, I, I wouldn't describe it as such, but, you know. All right, I had to put Pringles back in his closet. Wow, that really makes it sound like indentured servitude, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It is. Okay. So, uh, we do have <laughs> actual stuff to talk about that's relating to Star yes. Wars and not Pringles, not Kellogg's. Um, so, uh, eventually we're going to get to some stuff again. It's a continuation of last week where we have more story details for the Rise of Skywalker and more, more things to go over, more spoiler territory things, updates, and so on. But before that, we have things. If you're not into the spoiler stuff, you can still stick around for a bit because we've got a couple other things that we can be going over. Mm-hmm. And, uh, let's see, among them, let's just get right to this. The, uh, the trailer for the Rise of Skywalker has been rated... And the runtime is reportedly around the, the two minute, 15 second mark, roughly, uh, give or take a few seconds, because uh, I think they're two different reports and they're each slightly different from the other. Um, but they're both right around there. So I believe that that is expected to be released uh, about mid-October, probably during Monday Night Football, as that's what's been done traditionally in the past. And tickets usually are being released right after. And I actually, I saw an ad on Instagram from Fandango where they were like, hey, sign up here to be the first to be notified of when the tickets go uh, on sale for The Rise of Skywalker. So, uh, yeah, again. Are we, are we honestly expecting that? I See, I've never bought tickets uh, for opening night. That was our good uh, friend, Amanda Ward, who had mm-hmm. been doing that for a group of us. Uh, right. But I'm going to buy my tickets this year. Yeah, I do it every year. Every time, is, is it is it bad? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I tried to do it for I tried to do it for Endgame, and I got I got screwed over. So. I feel I feel like I can uh, I can say this because I'm not gonna have I don't think I have too many listeners right where I I'm gonna go see it. So I don't think I'm gonna be giving away too many trade secrets here. Um, but the night of Monday Night Football, just go to the either the website of the theater or fandango i recommend going to fandango because i was at fandango and i just kept hitting refresh like every five seconds it was a lot of work honestly um because i knew the trailer would be coming out and the tickets would be going on sale eventually um and fandango went live before the theater itself did uh for the website so i was able to get tickets um before the trailer before the uh theater went on sale just by refreshing fandango beforehand and uh it it basically sold out um, before they really even went live because of the people doing that. So that might be my recommendation. If we know when the trailer slash tickets are going to be going on sale, just be ready beforehand and, and just, I mean, don't, not two hours beforehand or anything, but just be ready. And, and yeah, that it, it's, it's some work, but it's a way to, to get it done to see it. I don't Especially like this, if you Tim. live where you do. There's too much pressure. Well, don't go opening night. I'm trying to go opening night Dolby Cinema, dog. Oh, that's pressure. It, it yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, why you say it like that? Because you're gonna need it. Get it? Ha ha. Ha I'm here with the Star Wars references. Did you know? Remember, I told you in the pre-show that I was watching. A, uh, is it pre? Is that what it's called pre-show? When you and I talked a little bit before. Sure. Okay. Sounds official. Remember when I told you I was watching the Alamo with John Wayne? Yeah. You know John Wayne is technically in A New Hope? 
You know, that sounds familiar, but I, I can't remember the story. I guess uh, Ben Burt used some of his dialogue uh, and messed with it for Gorindon, uh, oh, you know, the, yeah. imp- the Imperial yeah. Spy. It does sound familiar. Yeah, I feel like I've heard that like once before. Yeah, that's it. Because uh, I was, I was fan. No one wanted to even engage in this little bit of fun on my part today, but I was fan casting what the Phantom Menace if uh, if it was filmed in the sixties. Yeah. And I thought that John Wayne, John Wayne would make a great Qui-Gon and then uh, Tashir Mifune, obviously, would make a great Obi-Wan. I, I did see that post of yours. And then, well, you didn't interact with it. I didn't have anything to interact with, like no thoughts to contribute. Yeah, I still well, don't. Neither did anybody else, apparently. <laughs> They'd rather just talk about Ryan Johnson and Knives Out. Okay, it's so before you, before and, you and go then, too and then much, Drew said, and wait, and then Drew said, <laughs> Drew said that a uh, uh, Brando, LA Kings Drew, that Brando would have made a great Palpatine. I was like, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I mean that's a little on the nose, honestly, because of how good it would be. Yeah, but but we'd rather talk about Ron Johnson no. and knives no. out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Especially when you say knives out, it's just no knives out. Okay. Roy Johnson! God, gift the cinema! (laughs) So, uh, we have a couple stills that came out uh, through Entertainment Weekly from The Mandalorian, which are pretty cool. And one of them that came out a few days ago, uh, we have a little bit of information on it, just from, like I think, like the media packet or something, information about the image, uh, where it basically shows that there's a... uh, it's Gina Carano, which we know, and Pedro Pascal are both in there again, we know. But there is a third person we haven't known yet, and the character name is Omera, and the uh, the actress is Julia Jones. And that's noted here in this image that we have. What so, has Julia Jones uh, been in before? Uh, I'm going to pause by going to IMDb. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, what, you know what I really wish? Some of the best pictures of star wars and i think i may have talked about this before but are these production photographs the ones where everyone's in costume in a room and they're posing you know and you see bits and pieces of them everywhere but i'd really like a nice coffee table book a couple hundred pages of just those pictures so okay so this is they're gonna gonna do that for game of thrones and if game of thrones is gonna have that star wars got better i love game of thrones i love game of thrones but (laughs) Star Wars got better pictures than that, and they've got pictures from tons of movies. You can even have a whole chapter to Last Jedi from Roy Johnson. I mean, you're not wrong. And I wouldn't even mind. I think that would be great. <laughs> so, uh, this, this says that Julia Jones was born on January 23rd, 1981 in Boston, Massachusetts, USA. She's an actress oh, known wow. for The Twilight Saga, Eclipse, Westworld, and Wind River. Twilight Saga? Yeah. Mm. Hey, how would you feel about Robert Pattinson in the Star Wars? I would feel. Well, it depends. Like, depends well, like, is this going to be like a, a Daisy Ridley level role where it just looks like him, or is this going to be a uh, Carrie Russell? We don't even know Carrie Russell. Daniel, looks like or Daniel Craig. Or... No, 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 like the lead. Yeah, no. I, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't really. Nah. Why did did uh did Twilight break your heart? Um, no. Were you team Jacob or team who's the other guy? Uh Edward? 
Edward? Was it Edward? I don't know. Is there a team Bella? Was there a team Bella? <laughs> no, nah, it was just the two, I think. Yeah, it was just the two. I think it was yeah, Jacob and Edward, right? Look, uh, I think so. Uh, look, and, my... and, and, and that's the word. Can I say real quick? As we're die, uh, real quick digression. That's the worst kind of werewolf in the world is a guy who turns into a werewolf that looks like a wolf. Like, if, if I want a werewolf, <laughs> I want to look like half man, half wolf. Like a were-man? No. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. Not not the ones where they, they turn into a wolf and it's like a wolf. It's like, well, then you just, you're, you're a, what's that called? A skinwalker? You're not a werewolf. I don't know. All right, this is, I'm going to have this discussion on my, on my horror what, podcast. What, with what was the name? What was the name of the old? I can't. I, I'm drawing a blank. Like the old original werewolf that, like in Werewolves of London, is referenced. American Werewolf of London. What? Who John Langs, the director? No, 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 no. Like the the actor, like the original werewolf actor. Talk about Lon Chaney. Lon, Lon Chaney, yeah. Lon, Lon Chaney, Chaney Jr. or whatever. Yeah. So no, not well, Dick Cheney. I didn't say that. No, my son's yelling out Dick Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> Although, so, to some, to some, he could be a werewolf. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, no, I was just... Uh, well, what, you know, oh, I'm just going to exit out of this. I'm not going to allow myself to digress. So, okay. Julia Jones. Yes. She's, she's in The Mandalorian, we, and we know that now. Okay. So, she's in Twilight, right? Yes. Do you like vampires or do you like werewolves? So, The Rise of Skywalker... <laughs> Um, no, what else? I also wanted to mention real quick, this came from some merchandise, that the uh, Sith fleet, uh, or Sith troopers, I should say is what they're being called, Sith troopers are the 105th battalion. Wink, wink. Think about it. Anyway. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, oh, John Favreau. We can mention that real quick. He Favreau, has... Favloni. Favloni. Uh, he has said that he plans to direct an episode of The Mandalorian in Season 2, which is cool, because right now he's the showrunner, but he's not really doing the directing himself. I think he's written some, but he hasn't directed any for Season 1, uh, is my understanding, but he said he wants to direct a Season 2 episode. I guess he was, you know, obviously busy with, uh, with uh, Lion, Lion King. King directing that, but again, I mean, really, that, were you really directing that, John? <laughs> I mean, uh, look, we'll say he was heavily involved with that in addition to being the showrunner for this at the same time. But is he really show? I mean, I, I and like to, shooting I, I, a movie. I know, but I'm curious how how involved Filoni is, really. I imagine a great deal. I think so. Yeah, I feel like like he's almost like Lawrence Kasdan for a movie. You know why? Why didn't Lawrence Kasdan come back for uh, for this one? You know, Mandalorian. Get, yeah, no, not for Mandalorian. Sorry, for Rise of no. Skywalker. I, I get, I get that. Uh, you know, Ryan Johnson wanted to do his thing for I, you know the I, second I, movie, but but I I feel like uh, the, the people, whether it's him or Kathy Kennedy, who I don't know, I feel like people feel like he contributed what he had to contribute to this trilogy in the Force Awakens. He gave what he had to offer and. That's that. So basically, he just likes Han Solo, and that's it. Well, I mean, he's pretty much said that. Mm, yeah. So you want to be the one to kill him? <laughs> I don't know if you wanted fair that enough, or not, but fair enough. Well, maybe you never know. Maybe he's the one who wanted Luke to turn to the dark side at the end of Return of the Jedi. So 
Maybe. Uh, what else? Uh, the, uh, I don't know if we want to save that. This isn't a spoiler discussion, but I don't know if we want to save it because of the implications. Yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and say that because there might, may or may not be implications to it. Uh, we also have some concept art from IGN about Jedi Fallen Order. Mark, you kind of want to go over that? Well, they're just, you know, uh, showing there's two different versions of this book. The concept art uh, book for Fallen Order. There's the deluxe edition, which I think is like seventy something dollars. There's a regular edition, which is around thirty-five. Obviously, those prices change depending on how early you lock it in. Um, but some of the concept art looks pretty sweet. Like, like so far, there's looks like there's some sort of level where you uh, overtake an ad at. Right. And I'm in for that. You know, honestly, if anybody's familiar with the dev studios, this the concept art looks like a Respawn Studios production, which I mean, in, in, in a good way, you know? It's like, take uh, the previous Respawn games, like, for example, of course, the huge one is Titanfall. Uh, take that and make it look Star Wars and set it in the Star Wars universe, and you kind of got a concept of what this concept art looks like, which, again, I mean this in a, in a very positive way. Do you know if anybody from the movies itself worked on the game, or if it's mostly just people from... From from respawn, I, I'm honestly debating on whether whether or not I, uh, I get the book. Um, you know, I, the concept art book. I just I'm, I'm not sure. I, in, in, I my, in my mind, I don't need it because it's not like huge canon. But otherwise, maybe I want it because it looks cool. So they talked about it at the celebration panel. I was at the panel at celebration for this with uh, Jesse, and that was super fun. Um, but they discussed that Doug Chang was partly involved with some of the concept for too, like especially with his companion droid, I believe, uh, oh, if memory serves me correctly. Um, and also, and I don't remember this was this was from E3, I think, the EA Play event. Um, I believe someone said Forrest Whitaker might have been involved too, not in the production side, but in the. Uh, character because Saul Guerrero is in the game um and I don't I don't know that yeah I don't remember if they if they said he actually did voice him or not I want to say so but I can't confirm that because I'm just going off of memory from this past June but um yeah that that was pretty neat to see Saul in there as far as anybody else you never know they they might have some surprise uh talent popping up in, in there um or as far again i i feel like it's mostly ea respawn as far as the actual team that made it um but again i know doug chang was somewhat involved too who i got to see and meet and talk to at celebration he was at my hotel that was fantastic aren't you lucky i I know right hey don't forget i represented you to him i know i appreciate it (laughs) he he contacted me the next day well you didn't tell me about that i would like to know it's all right it's personal i guess i can respect that I have to. <laughs> uh, okay. What else? Uh, are there any other things really that we're not venturing into the spoiler ter- territory that we really wanted to cover? For no, I think that's. I think pretty much it. I think that's about it. Yeah. Um, well, the one thing I wanted to mention, which is kind of like a kind of a crossover, um, Fan X uh, convention was going on uh, over the weekend. And there was a panel with Hayden Christensen and Ian McDermott. And it was canceled. And supposedly it was canceled by Disney. So there's something, it's just, it's kind of odd about this. Because like there were people in line for the panel when they canceled it. And uh, according to the people who were there, 
uh, they're saying that it was, it was a little confusing at first, but everybody had the same storyline, which was that it was canceled by Disney. Everybody was saying that. And more specifically, some people heard that the reason was um, contract restrictions as being the reason. So what that means, it's kind of confusing. I don't know. Personally, I, I don't think people should read too much into it. Of course, I'd be, I'm excited about the possibility of what it could mean. But at this point, I think just take it for what it's worth and move on. Uh, what I will say is that some people are really running with this uh, story and taking it to mean that they are concerned about another Jang Wen situation where you get Hayden and Ian together for a panel, one of them says something that they're not supposed to about being in the Rise of Skywalker together. Point being, a potential spoiler about Hayden being in the, in the movie. Um, again, I, I don't know for sure if that's really what it means, especially with the contract restrictions or whatever. We'll, we'll see. But it's an exciting possibility. Yeah, it's getting... It's making it closer and closer to uh, our dream. Yes. Especially because at this point, Anakin has not been mentioned in any of the leaks that we've gone over. Nope. And it could be for a reshoot, because they are doing a couple pickups or reshoots. Oh, yeah, that's another one. Well, that's in the spoiler territory, right? Yeah, yeah, it's covered in kind of all that update stuff. Uh, but the thing is, uh, JJ is a, is a huge devoted listener of our show. Um, so I think when we discussed everything about uh, our climactic ending to this movie, uh, I, th- I feel like it really made an impression on him because of, how, of the quality and how good it was. And plus, according to the spoiler leaks, what they had was close in idea to that anyway. And again, we have more details on that now, actually. Um, but, uh, you know, you can do, yeah, do some reshoots and uh, throw in a familiar face. Hayden Christensen. Now, Thank do you, you want... JJ. Can, he, can he change his clothes as a, as a force ghost? Uh, <laughs> I would not know that. I would either. assume I mean, not. Does he have to? Does he have to have uh, long hair? Could he have gotten like you know like a perm or something? Or honestly, I feel like it would be best if it's the same look he had in Return of the Jedi slash Revenge of the Sith. Okay, so uh, Luke Skywalker, right? Yeah. Which Luke Skywalker are we getting? I've I've thought a lot about that. Have you really? Yeah, I really have. Cause You're I don't a know. Nerd. Luke's my favorite. That's true. And okay, and so honestly, which, the the look, how would he look? The forest projection look was awesome, and it made me so happy to see it. And then the other look with the long gray hair—it's cool. But when I see it, I I think people, including me, are still going to see jaded old Luke, and not so much the uh, uh, heroic Luke, which was his projection. So given his role in this one, I'm kind of hoping it's more along the projection, especially since that was a force projection anyway, and this is supposed to be a force manifestation of him or whatever. So I'm kind of hoping that it leans that route, but I'm kind of expecting it to be the same look that we had for The Last Jedi in the end of uh, The Force Awakens because it's going to be the look that J.J. made for him. So I think that's what they're going to stick with. Wow, you have thought a lot about it. I really have, yeah. If if it comes to Luke, I've thought a lot about it. Did... uh... Did Luke ever have a girlfriend? I, I'm I'm kind of feeling probably not, just because at first he was so busy uh, with with getting everything back together with the the room. He's just bouncing all around the galaxy, getting the Jedi reconstruction, and he had his hands full with men and all of his cohorts at first, and then he exiled himself. So it's possible, but I, I don't know if he really, really had time to quote unquote settle down at all. So you're not going with the idea of him and Mara Jade or anybody? 
based off of what based off what they let us know so far about i mean it's possible he may have had an interest or something but i don't know if they really had it if he had anything official what if he had the hots for uh ray that would be slightly disturbing a little bit anyway same same things have happened though (laughs) so and we may be getting well i don't know if it's stranger but we may be getting other strange things to come and anyway point is like what's strange like what are we going into spoiler territory? So let's talk about it. So uh, there, there are kind of two things to go over. The first thing uh, was from uh, yesterday. Jason at Making Star Wars has a video out on YouTube with some interesting information in there. And then there are further details, again, given from now this is podcasting uh, from earlier today. So the main thing from, or the main three things, I guess, really, from Jason's video is he covers some of Ray's new powers. And JJ said a celebration that she Ray does some extraordinary things in, in this movie, um, and that seems to be correct because there are two main things to discuss about, concerning her new powers. One is the ability to heal. Um, kind of more details on that again in, in the analysis podcasting update. But basically, it seems that there's some sort of creature that they come across at some point, have to kind of fight, and then uh, Ray ends up healing the uh the wounds of the creature that they were fighting now supposedly uh jason also talked with jedi paxis about this and they both heard this a similar thing some of the details to it were slightly different Uh, as with the leaks that we went over last week same concept different details and different ways of of getting there or whatever um but that seems to be kind of confirmed or somewhat confirmed by by his sources as well um but you know, that, you know what's interesting. You know what's interesting about that rumor that's just coming out hmm. is that we have heard, I think, in the past, and correct me, Tim, if I'm wrong, but one of the rumors was that Kylo sacrifices himself, but somehow comes back to life. Right. He he kind of dies was the terminology. Right. It was like Kylo Ren die. He kind of dies, Kylo Ren, but he he comes back as Ben right. Solo or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think we've mentioned that maybe he's a ghost. Uh, a force ghost, or who knows what the situation is, but I think now you had that possible rumor with with no explanation, and now this comes out. Right. It, it would certainly make sense. And then also, if he does die, and then is resurrected by Ray, he's not dying again. I just, I don't see it. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't either. Um, and, and as far as, as how the implications of the end of the story, again, there's a little bit more on that from now. This is podcasting earlier today, so I'll, I'll kind of give more thoughts on that in a bit. Um, but that's definitely a possibility, you know, with, with what we know so far. Um, another thing that Jason covers is her other power that really kind of, or not her other power, but one of the other ones, um, which is at one point, Ray, and, and more detail. I'm going through this chronologically, so again, there's there's more info on this in a little bit, but uh, at first, he just said that it seems like Ray uses Force Lightning at one point in the movie. So uh, it, it's accidental, it seems. I, I, it's not really a devised thing. Oh, let me electrocute. You know, it's not that. But um, And then the other thing that he really went over was regarding Ray's surname. So supposedly, that is, this is something that happens at the end of the movie. We've discussed before how the movie supposedly ends with the Lars homestead on Tatooine. Um, and uh, Ray is at that location, at the Lars homestead. 
and comes across a local there who basically tells her like what's going on i haven't seen anybody here in forever at the spot and she's like who are you and ray answers by saying that her name is ray skywalker so uh of course the understanding is that this is not a literal thing and that she is she's not necessarily related by blood to the skywalker family but it does show that there is well, we've discussed this this entire time, or maybe more of like an adoptive family type of thing, where she's taken up that name. Um, so that that was another that was really like the final thing in this video. And again, we have details to expand on from the analysis podcasting episode from earlier today. What about uh, the What about the other part? Being well, then inside the 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 Lars homestead after Ray says that. Uh, there's a kid comes out and I said, "Who are you?" And he says, "I'm Broom Boy Skywalker." <laughs> and then there's like, like from the sand, a bunch of bodies just like rise up, like we're all Skywalker, <laughs> right? That's, that's that's what Rise of Skywalker is, you know. It's like the bodies rising from the sand. Yeah, and then and then it, and it says to be continued with a question mark. And you hear Vincent Price. You hear Vincent Price laugh. And then the Star Wars theme starts, but it's all in sharps. What? I don't understand that. The the theme, like the credits theme starts, but it's all in sharps and minors instead of normal. I love movie scores, but I'm so horrible at detecting stuff. (laughs) The point is it sounds off. Uh, Like I think the other day I finally found out I finally found out the name of one of the things that I love in in, uh, music. What's an ostinato? You know, yeah, it's it's kind of like the oh no, I'm thinking of crescendo. Um, That's not like a, it's a like a pacing rising, right? Yeah, like it's rising. Kind of, uh, I thought that's a kind of like a crescendo. And ostinato was like kind of like a pacing. I thought. Hold on, let me see. I, I I could be wrong. I haven't gone over that stuff in a while. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Like the the part in uh, uh, what was it? The map room in Raiders Lost Ark. Where it's the same music over and over again, but it almost feels like it's circling upon itself and it's slowly rising. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Wow, you know, I've been loving this forever, and I didn't even know what it was." <laughs> now you do. That could be. I could be wrong too. I remember <laughs> hearing what it was, and I knew what it was, and now everything just sounds confusing. I should go take a. I should go take a history. I'm in the class. I mean, it'd be fun. Though, though yeah. I, I, I started one, and I did because it was, it was like a. a home video class kind of thing on it. it wasn't like a like a class class but it's like a recorded professor class kind of thing for music uh, and, w- and one of the first ones he goes over what the definition of music is and he was basically like it's the manipulation of sound in time and i thought that was a great way to describe it it's really simple and it's true Any, anything that falls into that category can count as some type of music pretty much so i'm going i'm going back to school uh-huh um and uh, I got my transcripts from, you know, the ninth, the 90s when I went to, <laughs> to college. Uh-huh. And I looked and I was like, man, I didn't even realize I took the same damn film class so many times. <laughs> uh, because I just like going. I wanted it every semester. And it was like in the evening and they'd show old classic movies through a projector nice. on the screen. And I just used to sit in there and I'd... Uh, let's be honest here. I'd go get I'd go get a bottle of Dr Pepper and a couple bottles of a couple little bottles of Jack Daniels, 
and I drink a little bit of Dr. Pepper down and I pour the Jack Daniels in it. And I just sit in the back of film class because it was an auditorium. Nice. And I would just drink my little alcohol and I'd, I'd watch uh, classic movies. And uh, I think two years, I didn't even get a grade. <laughs> and then finally, like, I actually completed the, the course and I got a grade. And it was just, I love that class. That class was fantastic. I would yeah. have never seen, you know, I, I saw, I saw M. Have you ever seen M? Fritz Lang's M? No. Uh, classic film, fantastic. Uh, it's about a serial killer and how the criminal underworld bands together to stop him because the police are coming down hard on them looking for him. Right. Uh, and you saw it, you know, through a projector on the screen and I saw the general you know, the famous Buster Keaton uh, silent film, you know, that way. And and, and I saw uh, um, it's a lot of different movies like that. Harold Lloyd's The Freshman like that. And it, it, it made me love, you know, silent movies. And I don't know, it, it, it's just one of those things to where same thing. I think when you see classes like that and, and you definitely get to develop a love for, for film. We never watched any Star Wars films. I would have loved to have seen you know, some that way, but I have my other memories for that. Speaking of which, no announcements yet that they're going to be releasing any of the movies in, in the theaters. That's true. Uh, which is really odd. You know, I mean, you can have the Fathom Events one, and that's fine, but you know, we don't even know if that's happening. I just kind of thought it was something that we'd see, so it's a little weird. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, what else? Uh, I guess Kenny, yeah, we're gonna go through the the making Star Wars uh, analysis podcast and kind of additional information. So Let's there's a little, yeah, there's a little bit of uh, cool things here. I think some some neat things. Uh, I don't know if I've heard this stuff. We're gonna we're we're gonna run through some some tidbits, I guess, about it, uh, some highlights or whatever. Uh, so the first thing that's in here is that uh, Jason does have a decent amount of information about the reshoots. Uh, but there's only so much he can say for, you know, of course, various obvious reasons. Um, but uh, Bestman Bulletin covered a lot about the Black Park uh, reshoots, of course. And uh, it seems like there, there's not a lot of really special things to, to go on there. It, like no, no major plot points or anything, it seems. Um, and that the reshoots are uh, a skeleton crew. Pretty much he's doing it. Um, so... And he's also not sure if they're really reshooting or just doing additional uh, scenes and, and filming and such as well. Uh, so it's kind of just more information on that. But uh, this is also interesting. He said that he suspected for a while that Poe Dameron might die in Act 3 in his X-Wing um, because it's under his X-Wing was under a tarp what? for a long time. And they didn't think it had much use at the end of the film. So, what? I mean, that, that, well, I, that, that is, seems to be speculation. He doesn't have a source saying that that's going to happen. It's just mainly like this, apparently the, the lack of the use of his X-Wing and it being like stored away toward the end of the movie. It is oh, possible. Hot, hot Dameron? <laughs> it's, like, it, it is possible that, that they just had no need for him to be flying it toward the end, I guess. But uh, that, that is in there as a potential speculation that he has. So. It would be interesting because you know, originally he was going to die a few minutes into The Force Awakens. Um, and they really expanded the character a lot because of Oscar Isaac. 
Um, so it's possible that they could do something like that. I don't necessarily expect it at this point, but it is possible. Does he at least die in Finn's arms? <laughs> sure. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I didn't realize uh, they call, did they really call him Paul Hot Dameron? Uh, I did see that on Twitter. Is that because it's like hot damn? Yeah. Ah, that's cool. <laughs> I, I wondered why that popped in my head, and then I realized it sounds like hot damn, and then I realized, well, somebody somewhere probably <laughs> is a little bit smarter than uh, I give them credit for. Uh, the next part, it, it says Ray's healing or resurrection powers will come into play later in the film, according to the sources. So again, that, that kind of plays into what you're talking about with, with Ben slash Kylo. And if uh, he does end up somehow sacrificing himself or, or, or race, you know, somehow going through the process of dying, um, Ray's healing slash resurrection abilities would, would play into that. One other thing I do want to kind of touch on, which is an expansion of that as well. I've seen some people speculate based off of this, where they're like, you know, there was also a, a leak a little bit ago that said it was going to be Luke who would quote unquote, like resurrect Ben at the end of the movie. So, what this person did, like taking the, these bits of information, he said it's entirely possible she healed this uh, uh, this creature before. So here, when Ben's basically dying, um, she tries to heal slash revive him, but that is a little too much for her at that point to do a full on revival. Um, so maybe her trying to do it doesn't quite work, and that's when Luke comes into the picture to help her out and do it. I thought that was an interesting theory based off of what we've heard so far. Okay. Um, um, well, no? I don't know. Why is Luke just resurrecting everybody? Have a resurrected Vader mask. That would be sweet. <laughs> Maybe that's how we get Kylo. I mean, uh, Anakin. Well, I think it's a little late just because Anakin's already like full-on forcified. What would be really cool is if like he, if she can suck the the force goes back into like Kylo, <laughs> like she's he dies. Like, force goes Ben pops out and she's like, "I no. heal you, Jesus!" And then he just <laughs> sucks back in. <laughs> the force goes like, "No!" and he goes back in. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, or, or the, by the power of the force, I resurrect you, and just bam. Uh, well, okay, so so we're we're moving on. Um, another thing that's in here is that so apparently she's, she's like a force healer. Apparently, yeah. So she can like travel or travel around, set up tents, you know, get the local people to like you know <laughs> bring their sick and ailing kids, and she's like, she'll be a hit on YouTube. No, YouTube. No, she's just like old school. Like oh. who among you do not believe that I can resurrect your children? <laughs> and she's just like, bam. I'm forced Ray. <laughs> that would be sweet. Bam. Bam. Your child can walk. <laughs> and use a, use a lightsaber. <laughs> I love the sudden change in Ray's accent, too. She's turned southern. <laughs> She's like in the corner, smoking cigarettes, drinking sweet tea. <laughs> that would be awesome. And fan Bam, herself. You can walk. She's fan herself because it's hot in Tatooine. It's got humidity. <laughs> mm, come here, child. Let me let me touch you. <laughs> oh no! 
No, don't say that. No, no, you know what I mean. Like on the floor. I know, I know what you mean, but don't say that. Feel the power of Yoda. (laughs) I can't. That there's something about you with this voice. I can't take it. I don't even know. See, we're talking about Ray. Ray does. Ray starts like the traveling sideshow, you know, in or or the uh, the traveling uh, uh, revival tent is what they used to call it. Like, right? It was a revival show. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just I'm just yeah. picturing Ray's like slightly let herself go. I'm picturing that with with that this voice you're doing, and and it's it's something. It's really something. Yep. She 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 has since found Klieg Lars's old hovercraft or hover wheelchair, <laughs> and she's just sitting in that. It doesn't even work, but she just uses the force to make it go. So she's always kind of concentrating because it's like. Like, like she, she can't steer it right, so she's just like, like feel the power <laughs> of Yoda. That she just keeps like hitting a wall, backing up, hitting the wall, backing up. Yep. Or there's little kids in front of her, and she's just accidentally running them over, but in like, <laughs> but slow time. Like they're like, Miss Ray, Miss Ray. And she's just bumping them over. What are we going to do? Nothing. Like, like the get, younglings. Get behind me, child. <laughs> be happy. I did not kill you like Darth Vader. Yep, and then Broom Boy is just like raising cash. Where so, is Broom Boy? Any, any, any spoilers? No spoilers on Broom Boy, but I do want to update real quick. Is there a since... six-inch black figure, black series figure of Broom Boy yet with with uh, Broom? Not that I know of, but you never know. A Broom Saber, Broom What's Saber. It's thing? like it's like a normal stick, but the actual Broom part is lightsaber. Yep. Yeah. Like JJ, please. Off. I know you're a listener of ours again. Please don't do the reshoots with these ideas. We we were on point with the previous thing with the ghosts and Anakin and all that. We're not on point with these. I know you trust us, but please don't do it. Unless you oh, want to. Oh, Ray awesome. can make people bow to her. That would be sweet. <laughs> Just force force them down into the sand. Bow. <laughs> <laughs> I will never. <laughs> See, I'm not 100% yet. I'm close, but you can't get me laughing too much because then I lose it. Um, you, ever seen, uh, you know who Benny Hinn is? Uh, yeah. Was, so I used to watch Benny Hinn all the time because it made me laugh. <laughs> and if, anyone, if anyone's a fan of Benny Hinn, I apologize. But this guy would just like, he'd just look at you. Or, and he'd make the whole audience like faint because he'd wave <laughs> hand and give you the power of Jesus. And, and they just all, ah, oh, Jesus. And it all fade. And so somebody <laughs> took, somebody took. Oh, I, yeah, the lightning. Yes, the yeah, force no, yeah. lightning, and gave yeah. him lightsabers. And so as people are walking to him, and he's healing them, and they're falling down, he's actually striking them down with lightning or lightsabers. And it's yeah. all has like it has the emperor's music, I think, set to it. It is the yeah, funniest thing I've ever seen. It's hilarious. It, it, it's just amazing. I think I'm gonna hold on. What? Talk. I'm gonna tweet that. It, it isn't. Under the is he saying like take it? Account. When he's doing, like, take it! <laughs> Pretty hand. That guy's great. That's Ray. <laughs> so, moving on to actual legitimate things. Um, uh, Jason also said that he's, his hear- he's hearing from his sources things that uh, I can't speak anymore. Things similar. Uh, the, the same things as what Jedi Paxis has in his leak. But they are not one for one. So again, if you listen to our episode last week, I think we pointed out a couple things that were differences between the two leaks. Again, same concept, same plot points, different 
context and details. Um, and, and that seems to be the case still. But but again, the the details are, are pretty on point between the two. Um, okay, so there's a scene where Ray and Kylo are playing tug of war over a ship, and that's on Pasana, which is the you know the the desert from the trailer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you found it. Yeah, it's, it's in my ear while you're talking, and all I hear you talking about. He just had this speech where he's talking about the Galactic Empire, and, and now uh, he's striking people down. Uh, I tweet this out. It's amazing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the Knights of Ren. I love it so much. The Knights of Ren are at this location, too. And it says that one of our heroes is on the ship that Kylo and Ray are playing tug of war over. Um, and it doesn't look good for the character who's in the ship because this is when Ray accidentally uses Force Lightning on the ship uh so it's all a fake out though so the character seems to turn out okay um but basically ray and, and kylo are fighting over control of a ship i, I think this sounds really cool i'll get to why in a minute um and, and during that process some lightning just comes out of ray and and apparently uh strikes the ship and causes concern but no actual issue now part of what's really cool about this is after uh, in the months after the force awakens came out um Josh Outred, who, if anybody isn't familiar on Twitter, he's a uh, great, great person to follow for Star Wars stuff. Um, he and I were uh, basically Skyping together because we were going to be doing a... Uh, <laughs> I just saw you tweeted it. Um, we were, we were going we to be doing a, uh, basically a fan script for Episode Eight and what we wanted to happen. Um, and and we, we basically got like a treatment done, but no actual script written. But anyway, one of the ideas that we had at one point was pretty sweet because um, Kylo w was basically going to be uh, escaping a scene um, on his TIE fighter. And the, the camera was going to kind of be f from the ground following the, the TIE going past. And then the TIE was just going to stop in the middle of the air and, and like start struggling. And basically the point was the camera was going to pan back and Luke was going to be there. And he had like stopped the TIE midair with the force so that was just a, a neat idea that we'd had that we were going to use so it was, this is a little different but it's still a, a really cool visual we have this ship flying by and ray and kylo it, it seems to stop and it's caught in a tug of war between ray and kylo uh and which seems to be pretty cool and then he had the additional force lightning to it which just adds a whole other element that's really neat too all right um uh, he, he's pretty pretty sure about the uh, the whole thing about Ray calling herself a Skywalker on Tatooine because he says it's the same source who gave him the Sith fleet information. So again, pr pr pretty legit source here as far as uh, accuracy. Um, some sources are saying that they aren't sure about Matt Smith being in the film. Okay, so some people are saying that they don't know if he's in it at all. Some people are still saying he's in it. And apparently it's a really weird scenario and situation for Jason that doesn't really know what's going on. Um, and, but however, it, it's possible that the sources don't know who Ray's parents are going to be in, in the vision that was previously described. It's possible that Matt Smith is her father. It's also possible he's the person who killed the parents. Um, but apparently there were people at Celebration who were insistent that Matt Smith was absolutely in the movie, 100%. So... If you've been keeping up with this stuff, you know about the ups and downs of the Matt Smith story, about the website posting him as being in there, and then it got taken down and changed. Um, it, it's really weird, honestly, why there's so much secrecy around Matt Smith being in the movie. Um, I wouldn't think it mattered that much. People go, oh, cool, Matt Smith's in the movie. All right. 
Like we all know anyway. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like they're building it up more by not saying anything, but you never know. So supposedly the wayfinders, which were discussed previously, do not have special powers. Now, what's interesting about this, and I think this is down somewhere else in here too, I think, but uh, yeah, here it is. Um, here, it also says that Jason heard the same description as Bespin Bulletin about the Wayfinders and that they are the Red Pyramids. Um, apparently, Bespin Bulletin will have more coming out on them, but um, what we discussed last week, you and I were saying that they were holocrons by the sound, like Red Pyramid things that Ray and Kylo are, are interacting with. It just screamed a holocron. Are, um, the Wayfinders, apparently. Yeah, you know, I know what you're talking about. Are... Have you ever seen Jason and Bethan Bolton in the room together at the same time? No. Are they're the same person? <laughs> I've never seen. I don't know what Bethan Bolton looks like. I don't know. Me either. <laughs> but but uh, it, until until I find otherwise, they're the same person. Yeah, they all are. So is uh, the so Instagram is account for for yeah, every, yep. every Jason. Jedi practices, and so is um, what's his name, Mike Zero. Okay, so here, that, here's what that's, here's what we that's have. Just, that's Jason's. Just uh, uh, I'm gonna make money off doing uh, these other mediums. <laughs> so stuff up. So Jason, your theory is that Jason started with making Star Wars and was like, you know, let's do a podcast, and he said that now this is podcasting, and he's like, you know what? What if I also really explored Reddit, but I don't want to overdo the brand too much. So I'm going to be Jedi Paxis on Reddit. And he started that. And he's yes. like, you know, Instagram is a great medium. I'm not really seeing that explored too much. How about Bestman Bulletin? That sounds like a cool way to, yep. to invest in Instagram. So he started that. Yep. And you know somewhere, why? somewhere in this process, he's like, you know, I really got to add some disinformation. And uh-huh. YouTube is a great market. Mike zero. Yep. That's your theory. I might be wrong on, on one or two. <laughs> okay. But the thing the thing is is that look, is that it's like a sock account. Right? So right. he sets up one. He sets up uh Bestman Bulletin, let's say. Okay. For, puts out the spoiler and then as you know, Maggie Star Wars says, Yeah, Bestman Bulletin, follow these guys. These guys know what they're doing and people are like, Oh well hello. <laughs> So now you're dropping the the, the the hot stuff through Bestman Bulletin, right? Uh-huh. The, the stuff that might keep you from getting to go to a premiere or two as making Star Wars. So then you're like, you know what? I'm going to throw some other stuff over here. And then you have Jedi, all these different people confirm each other. You put a little bit of disinformation in one. They're a little bit off. This guy's a little bit right, but it kind of confirms everything together. Before you know it, you've got this, um, you know, sort of triangle going of uh, of uh, information. I have everybody, to say, everybody is backing everybody up, and then for excuse my French, <laughs> he's just uh, making stuff up for fun on uh, on my zero account on on YouTube and getting paid for it. You know what? The genius. You you do you have some good theories on this show, especially when you went over like the ad ads and the beach and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I I've got to be honest with you, I don't think this is one of your finer ones. Okay, you just wait. You just wait. Just wait till we get off. 
Aaron, I'll tell you what I know. <laughs> which, which is nothing. Or is it? No, it's really nothing. Unless it's, it's not. It's something. <laughs> yes. And All then right. it would be something. Wayfinders. It's actually, I, I would be super interested if the Wayfinders are still with holocrons. You know, they haven't said that they're not holocrons. They just said these devices are Wayfinders. So it'd be cool. Because we know how they open up and everything, right? They have, yeah, maybe. Yeah, touch it, opens. And that, maybe that's how lightning accidentally comes out of her fingers. She's like, ooh, it's in holocron. And comes out. <laughs> All right. So. Actually, a little bit of touch of the gas. Apparently, a wayfinder, as previously mentioned, opens up some sands uh, in, in like the ground or something, uh, and uh, supposedly that, that that's like like the worm. So when I referenced this creature before, that ray supposedly heals as some sort of like sandworm or giant worm or something to that effect. Um, and apparently, the the ground opens up, and it says the heroes are like dropped or, or like sucked through the sand into like a room below or something to that effect. I was a little confused with this part. Um, but it's something like that. Um, and uh, apparently there's stuff happening underground that Kylo Ren is involved in as well. Supposedly, this underground area is Ochi's tomb. Now, Ochi is the character who they believe gets stabbed by the Sith dagger, who was the resistance contact. When they find, we talked about this last time, when they find the dagger and it has the Sith inscriptions on it, um, they believe that, that he's the guy who, who was killed with the dagger. And he was, yeah, resistance contact. Um, and he knew something about Palpatine or the Unknown Regions. And uh, that's, again, where they find the dagger. Now, the worm incident happens, and the heroes are able to escape, but they're cut off from the Millennium Falcon, uh, which, again, kind of ties into the Paxis leak about uh, Kylo recovering the Falcon. Um, and, uh, yeah, so apparently Ray, Ray goes to find and confront Kylo because she can tell he's there, and that leaves Finn and Poe to fix uh, Ochi's ship so that they can escape. Ray confronts Kylo in his tie, and that's where the, the jump from the teaser happens, where she cuts Kylo's tie, and it crashes, and he kind of potentially does Obi-Wan jump out, maybe. And then they have a fight. I've got some high hopes for uh, Rise of Skywalker, I'll tell you right now. You know... It, just, uh, it sounds crazy. Yeah, in a good thank way. You. Yeah, I love that. It, yep. it sounds like it's, it's new. Which is what, it, it's new, but it's loyal, which is what this needs to be. Well, I, you know, I, I, was, I was talking about on, uh, this on Twitter the other day. So with, with A New Hope, you start with, you know, small sort of self contained I mean, everything that we're seeing is like, oh my God, this is Star Wars. But in the scheme of things, A New Hope is very small and sort of, it takes place on Tatooine. It takes place kind of in the Death Star, and then it takes place around the Death Star. It's kind of small It's, and it's pretty much Tatooine and Death Star. That's pretty much it. Right. And, and you don't see a ton of different Little, creatures, yeah. but but what you do see is like, oh my god, you know. Then you get Empire Strikes Back, and Empire Strikes Back is like hot planet, jungle planet, small little Jedi master, seeing the clouds, right? Bigger Star Destroyer, Darth Vader's Luke's father. Here's the Emperor hologram, bounty hunters, and you're like, whoa, holy crap! This just got bigger. And then they go Return of the Jedi, planet with little little furry teddy bears. Second Death Star, Return of Tatooine, Jabba Hut, Sarlacc, Rancor. You know, in the meantime, we're flying the Imperial Shuttle. Here's the Emperor. He's got Royal Guards, Biker Scouts, riding bikes, and you're like, wow, this is just getting better and better and better. 
And then, you know, not to just keep a labor of the point, but Phantom Menace, Pod Racing, Coruscant, Attack of the Clones, Clones, Geonosis, uh, Geonosians, you know, and obviously Revenge of the Sith. It's like, oh, it's off the charts. Force Awakens drops it down a little bit. Yeah. As far as the grand world building. The and then you get the Last Jedi, and it's like, slow speed chase through space, baby. Here we go. <laughs> And that's Force and that's my shit. I we're running from the big Imperial Star Destroyer. We can't go into hyperspace. Go space chase through space. But but th- this it. is this is really going to be packed because we have new characters, new stormtroopers, right? New two new planets, at least two o- old planets, and then the Death Star. Um, like new we, ships, we, old new ships. ships. Yeah, new ties. We finally get A wings back, B wings back. The knights of the uh, knights of Ren back. in the flesh. Knights of Ren. Yep. Uh, the the oracle, which is like a spider baby or something. Right. Um. We and it's like okay, you get it again. And then whatever that little droid is that it, it's now it's now BB eight droid even. Dio. Like BB eight has a droid. Right. It just keeps going. Sith I knives, giant, is... giant, uh, you know, uh, you get Raiders Lost Ark for a second when they get swallowed into a pit. Yeah, I think this, goes... is, this is going to have a great visual dictionary slash concept art book. It's oh, going to be great. God, yes. So this is the type, you know, this is the type of Star Wars that I like. You know, you look at the stuff that Dave Filoni did with Clone Wars, and you've got, you know, Spider, Darth Maul, and all the different clients they've been to, and all the crazy stuff. And it's like Star Wars is really advanced from where it became. Or where it started and what it's become. Yeah. And Last Night's not a bad movie. You know, I like right. to poke fun at it. But I like the movie. It's not my favorite Star Wars movie. But it's the most tight. It's it's the most un-grandiose Star Wars as far as, like, world building and creatures and all that. And I'm glad that we're getting back to that. I like that side of Star Wars. I like the crazy part. Yeah. Well, Sorry. and again, well, no, I just think it's it's really got a lot of potential for the expansion of the lore, you know? Yes. You, you, you said it in like one sentence, what it took me like three minutes and four minutes <laughs> acting to say. So, yeah, I, I think it's awesome. Um, let's see what else do we have here. Uh, so, he also heard that Janna, which is Naomi Aki's character, was also a stormtrooper who got out, and that she has that bond with Finn because of it. Oh, so, all right. Yeah, that was an interesting tidbit, right? Hadn't heard that yet. He he's also heard that uh, Maz Kanata is in the start of the movie and on the jungle planet, uh, and she is in the final battle, but she doesn't have um, really much to do other than that. So she has a presence in the movie, but not a as much which honestly i think it's fitting i don't think she should have any bigger role than she did in the force awakens um, it would be sweet if she's like riding bb8 in a battle (laughs) just like past the screen that'd be great yep like giant battle like in avengers endgame when they're all running and it's just like moss cannot ride in bb8 like as they go by the screen shooting the gun into the air yes yeah all right uh let's see um, a long time ago, they heard that there was a secret Octo set at Pinewood by the Paddocks um, that had Luke's, Luke's X-Wing there. 
and Ray was wearing their helmet. And I, and I do remember hearing that a while back about Ray wearing, wearing the helmet. Um, a proven source has told Jason that Ray does fly the X-Wing. Um, it also has uh, said in there that uh, Ray steals Kylo Ren's ship after the duel on Endor and flies it back to Octo after landing. She immediately blows it up and throws the Skywalker lightsaber into the wreckage. Last one, Luke appears, and, and they have their conversation where he gives her back the lightsaber and so on. Um, apparently, Randy and Jason kind of had some sort of uh, uh, paraphrasing recreation of, of like the type of conversation they might have, um, where basically Luke's saying, like, hey, like, what are you doing? And Ray tells him, you know, you were right. You saw the darkness in me when, when he went over the, in Last Jedi, how she went straight to the dark and all that. Um, and... Uh, Luke says something about, you know, the forest is what brought us together. You need to face Sidious as I faced Vader. And Ray says that she wanted to feel as strong as Master Leia, but that she's not. Luke tells her, you don't know how strong you are until you know how strong you have to be. So Sidious will fill you with fear, with anger, and he'll use your weaknesses against you. So Ray asks him, okay, obviously, natural question would be, what are his weaknesses, you know? And Luke said, Sidious looked into Vader's eyes when my father saved me. He couldn't understand my father's feelings for me. He thought love was just a weakness to be used. So that's just a kind of cool concept of the type of conversation they could have. Um, seems neat. It seems kind of organic to the characters, and I, and I do like that in, in concept. Um, and I'm sure the, the execution of it would be great, too. Um, and Jason says that later, um, Palpatine thinks he understands this whole familial bond thing, um, but that it doesn't actually work. Now, what that means, again, I'm not entirely sure, um, but it says that sources told Jason that within the first 20 minutes of the movie, Kylo meets Palpatine, and he wants Rey and Kylo to be the empress and the emperor of his new empire. Sources say that Palpatine refers to Rey and Kylo as the dyad, which are basically the positive and negative of the Force. Now, with Kylo and Rey together, Palpatine will use the Force to rejuvenate himself, which was his plan all along. So he's really, he doesn't want them to really be the leader of the new empire. He's just planning to use them to rejuvenate himself. Um, when this rejuvenation thing happens, some sort of crazy over-the-top Force lightning occurs that goes up into the atmosphere and brings down a Resistance ship. So... A little bit more detail there, too, about the whole Palpatine thing. And that also does lend more credence to this concept of Palpatine actually physically 113-year-old Sheev being there, a really old Senate. And I, not so much the possession thing, I guess. I don't know. See. But see, that, that also goes back to the, that also goes back to the craziness of this. If he's like using them as a battery. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. All well, right, I, I'm I'm in. And and it really plays into the Plagueis stuff as well too. I, I don't honestly, I don't dislike this idea. The only issue I have is uh, we don't have the same answers that we had with the other idea of like the force position stuff. So like for example, if, if Palpatine's physically actually still alive, that does kind of somewhat take away from Anakin's victory to an extent. You know, I mean, he still won. But he didn't really bring balance to the force. If Palpatine is still alive, he didn't kill him. And the other thing is about um, the. I just completely lost my train of thought. That's all right. It happens <laughs> to the best of us. Uh, gosh, what was the other thing? Oh yeah. The, okay, there we go. Come on, Tim, you got it. I got it. Um, with the whole force position idea in theory, uh, we. 
I mean, that's still it's, that's still in play, right? Potentially, but it's a little less straightforward. I mean, it's possible he like rejuvenates his spirit, so to speak, and then his spirit can like body jump from hundred thirteen year old Sheev to, to Kylo or something. It's possible. I think it's a little less likely than it was before, but but it is but still possible. Still, I mean, I still hope he's been sort of the the one behind Snoke in a way. Well, well that that's what that's what I was getting to. I'm like, because that was the other thing with the possession idea. We have it answered that Palpatine's been the bad guy this whole time, including behind Snoke and all of this, right? Yeah. If it's if it's a physical him who's been hiding in the unknown regions, I I I, I, huh. I just have a little bit more of a problem with that, just because. Okay, well then, really, what is up with Snoke? And, and what were you doing? Were you just cool with the First Order taking over, and you just assumed you'd have to beat them too? Or, or like, I don't understand what's going on with this. I, like, I'm yeah, sure I mean, it'll be explained. I'm sure they thought about it, but it's so much. It's so much easier to say that that Snoke's his own character or his own person, and yet there was the influence of Palpatine over him, sort of like a Ma- manipulation, uh, puppeteering. Yeah, like like. Like, there's some possessions to where the possessed don't even know they're possessed. You know what I mean? Right. So it's more of like a dark cloud influencing him in certain ways. He's already there. He's already acceptable to it. But right. he's putting strings in, in a certain ways. And and you could do that with a throwaway line. I think it'd be fantastic. I really hope they do, they do still take that into account. Because I think it's necessary to... I mean, that's a really easy way to tie all nine movies together is by showing that he's been the bad guy this whole time. He just didn't know it yet rather than, oh, and here he comes back in the last one. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. If if, if his will or his dark side or his, you know, anything right, is the one that's been pushing, you know, Snoke around. And then when Snoke dies, he's like, damn it, I got to do it myself. I've also seen a decent amount of people complaining about Kylo supposedly going along with this. Cause like he's the Supreme leader now himself. Why is he just, you know, he, he's getting to power. He's in the position he wants. Why is he just suddenly go, Oh, okay. And fall under Palpatine's rule. Like wh- how does that work? And, and there are a couple of thoughts I have on this. First off, he, he could just be using it to his own advantage. Don't, let's not forget about that. You know, he, he likes to do that sort of thing. But also, um, I think it totally works for him as a character because what does he always say about Anakin over Vader? He wants to finish what he started, right? And if he finds out that Vader's master is still alive, then it's his place to fall back under him and to finish what Vader started and to be the new Vader, you know? No, 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 no. No, I'm I'm saying from his perspective, I could see him seeking out the Emperor. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is that ultimately... Vader's never really liked the Emperor. Oh, right. And so for him, it may be, I'm going to kill this guy because that's what Vader tried to do, and it didn't happen. It could be, yeah. Not, not I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be Vader and, and, and be his second in command. No. Vader, at the end of his life, right or wrong, realized that this guy was bad and wanted to kill him to take over the universe himself. Maybe, that, maybe that's how he looks at it. Right. He no, was trying hey, to kill him. So he could be the new ruler, like eliminate all uh, competition. Right, but my, but my stupid uncle <laughs> had had to mess things up, and he wouldn't join him by his side. Right. So, you know, now I have to do it. Who knows? Yeah. But I mean, I, I do. From what I hear, I think this has to be within the realm. Like, this can't be so far off. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, there, it seems there's very things that are going to be wrong 
Yeah, and there's going to be things that are wrong here and there, but I think what we're hearing from all these different sources is that this is generally the story. Yeah, because we're at the point now where, um, especially with the reshoots going on, they have the story locked. We're not talking about ideas that they had at some point anymore. We're talking about the actual product now. Right, and and, and I think as they start writing books, so they start designing, you know, as they start designing the action figures, they start putting this together. We're starting more getting the more... puzzle pieces. Yeah, more and more people are are privy to the general outline. More and more people are privy to the screenplays. The you know, and and I think it's coming out. And and I think this is the story. You know, some people may have earlier versions of it, and that may be why it doesn't jive. But I think this is what it is. And and I'm so far, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, overall, I really am too. Um, again, I, I do hope that they can slightly upgrade the whole ending sequence with throwing in Anakin. That's all you have to do. And boom, you're good. You know, um, I hope that they do that. I would, I'm trying to be trusting that they're going to be able to pull it off in a way that it works, but I'm still not really on board with the whole idea of her being related to Palpatine in a few different ways. One, I, I just, I saw somebody in the, in a Reddit comment, say something about how we don't we don't really want to know about Sheev doing the hanky panky, you know. Um, and not, not not only is that the case, of course, but also I I just I don't like the idea. This is the finale to the Skywalker saga, and I really don't want them to say, oh, and by the way, the hero of all this is the opposite. The, the funny thing, the funny thing about it is, is that until we learn more, it seems like it would be just such a friggin' throwaway line. And that's too big of something to be a throwaway and almost too big of something to be introduced at this point in the game without yeah. talking about, you, you, you know, you don't just go, oh, and by the way, you're Palpatine's uh, granddaughter and be like, what? Okay, hold on. We don't have time for that. Let's move on. You're well, either going like... to devote time to it and it's going to make sense. And, and I, don't, I don't know. I mean, this movie isn't like eight. Uh, it's not eight hours. Well, and like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, to me, that feels like a plot twist for the sake of having a plot twist. It's not organic to the story. It does, but as far as themes go, it seems like it makes sense to me. That's why, that's why I'm yeah. not doubting it. Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not really doubting it either. I'm just hoping that it, it gets pulled off in a way that's satisfying. And, you know, if they end it with her, with her referencing herself as a Skywalker by adoption or whatever, that's still cool. And, and I get the concept. I like the concept of them saying, you know, you're 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 not you, your life. You don't have to be predetermined or anything. You can be what what you want to be. Make your life what what you want it to be. And I like let me, that let talk, concept. Let me talk a little bit personal for a second. But my son, he's leaving right now. Um, he's gonna go out on a date. He's <laughs> my oldest son. He's 22. Um, he didn't start his life as a Cybe. He started his life with a different uh, last name. Right. But. But he is my son. He is adopted. He has taken on my last name. Right. You know, so now he is a side. And, you know, I think it's a good thing if it happens. Because his biological sperm donor father is an a-hole. <laughs> and so he has none of those traits. Yeah. He's a good kid. He's empathetic. He cares about people. He's a loving son. He's not like this guy who is out for himself. And, and I think it's important for people. Obviously, people understand it, but it's important that 
you know, just because you're born to somebody or, or have the DNA of somebody who's who's inherently bad or a bad person doesn't mean that's who you're going to be. And just because you start with their name doesn't mean that's who you are at the end of the day, you know? Right, which is also shown with Kylo and Ben. In well, the opposite and, way. and it's also shown, it's also shown with, you know, everybody talks about how, you know, Leia, Leia Skywalker, she's a Skywalker, but yeah, you know, she was raised by Organa. Yeah. That, that's her, that's her dad. That's her mom. Right. You know, and yeah, you had this person who, through no fault of their own, had to give you up because they were dying or whatever, but, but, you know, yeah. It, Adopted family or or found family can be just more important can be just as important or more important than blood. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And we talked about this, I think, early on uh, with with Jared, the three of us after the Force oh, Awakens. Yeah. We we love the the concept uh, of it being about making a family. You know, well, not... and that's why it, it doesn't really bother me the idea that if she finds out that that she is the, you know the child of somebody who was purely evil and she is the opposite of that. I, I think it's just a positive message. I'm not like, sure it how is. it would work out, but well, I'm like, it is. And again, I do like that concept of them saying, you know, you don't have to be predetermined or whatever. You can be what, what you make your life to be. I love that. The only issue I have is just not, not from a character perspective, but just from a story writing perspective, it just seems unnecessary and kind of counterintuitive to where they should be at this point of the trilogy. If, if Kylo had told this to her on the Star Destroyer in The Last Jedi, I'd have, I think I'd have less, like, sure, that's fine. Whoa, that's, plot twist, that, you know? That's fair enough, but, you know, Last Jedi is its own beast. Yeah, it's, it's really, I, I really want to know down the road what, what the real relationship is like with JJ and Ryan. I'm sure they're fine. I don't think it's adversarial or anything, but just I wonder how closely they really were working together versus not on what and what parts if there was any resentment between what they did or i mean i don't know i'm just curious yeah, I, don't, I don't think there would be I, I think the broad i think the broad strokes were always there like here's yeah. the start here's the end here's what we want to get to in the middle have fun right. I, I i think i think just the tone is going to be vastly different between one two and three or sorry seven eight nine i think you're gonna right. have a situation to where eight it feels more like like a serious sort of adult film. Seven and nine feels more, you know, adventurous and all that. And it doesn't make eight wrong. It doesn't make people who love eight, you know, wrong. It just means it's just different. Different things appeal to different people. It really seems like nine is going to be more of like an exciting family adventure kind of thing. Oh, just a, just a, a it's something to be a crazy ass adventure. <laughs> no, but in the best way. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, I, and again, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I, the, the last thing that's here, by the way, just says that sometime after Kylo meets Palpatine, uh, he tells Hux and General Pride that they need to raise an army, and the First Order does not seem to know about Palpatine being alive in the Unknown Regions. So, oh, uh, yeah, it's still a secret, and uh, it's really, I'm I really interested with that, too, with, with the idea of Hux being a mole. I wonder... At some point, he has to find out about Palpatine. So I, I don't know. It's, it's there are a lot of really cool story points here that I really like, and um, I think once we get the full trailer itself, um, I really think just seeing how some of these things are going to be executed 
I mean, obviously not the plot points, but seeing how the movie is going to look, it's really just going to shoot the hype through the room, uh, through the roof, for me and so many. Oh people. yeah. So I, you want to be careful. You don't want to be going into this thing. This is going to be the best movie I've ever seen. Because I'm sorry, but even if it is the best movie you've ever seen, it will only then meet your expectations. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, right. so everybody, you, know, you need to be fair and, and go in with an even mind and take it for what it is. And I think if you do that. I feel like most people are going to probably be pretty happy. Oh uh, yeah, I, I, it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see because you know we talk about it a lot, and, and we know, you know, we know, we know. I think it'll be interesting to see the, the people's reactions who aren't going into it knowing ahead of time what we know. Yeah, I really. Uh... At this point, I don't think there's really anybody who does not know about the Emperor <laughs> being in it. Because there are people who, like, you know, avoid the trailers and stuff, too. They don't want to know anything. Um, I, their minds are really going to be blown. But um, overall, I, I honestly think one of the most surprising things, I think something that people are going to have the hardest time getting over, is the Emperor still being physically alive, honestly. Because there are so many people like, how are they going to do it? How are they going to bring him back and make it work? And the simplest answer being that he just never died and he's just still around. Uh, I don't, I, I could see some controversy around that, but uh, I mean, it's not going to matter. You know, it's going to be a good movie. Well, and... yeah, they're still going to have to explain that. You, you, you don't, yeah. that you don't get a pass on. You yeah, don't get true, a pass on true. how you, on how he disappeared from, you know, and six please, and he's alive at nine. Please don't have him just say a line about how his hate kept him alive. <laughs> please. Yeah. <laughs> Or be like, hey, didn't you see part two? Clones. Clones. <laughs> I'm a clone. He's a clone. We're all like clones. You, you didn't think I was so stupid I'd have the real me in that room, did you? I mean, that could, that, that could be the answer. <laughs> they really could. I, uh, I, well, would have, I would have a little a clone, bit of a hard time with that. You're a clone. We're all clones. This is a clone galaxy, and it's yes. on the chain of a cat in New York. Your mom's a clone. That would, that would be good. <laughs> Anakin? Yeah, he was a clone. Shmi? Yep. Didn't even exist. Figment of a clone's yep. imagination. Yep, we implanted those memories. Now, Jar Jar was real. He was not a clone. No. He was like the only real thing in this entire series. Called Jar Jar Bink Story. <laughs> or have him wake up or have or have it end with like a reverse of the Hobbit have the whole thing end with Jar Jar Binks just creating a story <laughs> that, he's right to hear him back the Jar Jar Binks story and that's how I hey, met your mother hey dead Ray she's a she's a gooder you know and just writing it whatever <laughs> No, I also love people being like, and by the way, like, okay, so let's go with this crazy fan theory. People talking about how Sheev is the one who created Rey as a clone, all that. Or, I mean, and Anakin, too. He created Anakin um, through the Force and all this stuff. Um, and, and so he's like, you know, and yeah, I gave you the name Skywalker. Um, I named you after this Gungan who was in the Senate. <laughs> it was Jar Jar Skywalker Binks. And uh, and at the very end, that's what the Rise of Skywalker is. It's Jar Jar coming back. I'm down. 113 year old Jar Jar. He's everybody the one talks who about the Senate. Everybody talks about uh, what was it? See, here's the thing. I've I've heard this new story to where 
Um, and J.J. Abrams says, says he was inspired by Ryan Johnson doing whatever he wanted and just letting himself loose on uh, on Last Jedi. Yeah, and I think, you know, they're just different senses, you know, or different sensibilities, excuse me. Yeah. So, so you got J.J. Abrams who's just like... Kirk is really Benedict. Cum- I mean, Cum- not Kirk. Khan's Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, let's just do this. Lost is a smoke monster. Um, you know what? Let's just go crazy on Star Wars. Who the hell cares? Let's just make sure at least it makes somewhat sense. But let's have let's have baby oracles and uh, let's take the worm <laughs> from Dune and put him in here. And we'll have uh, we'll have Ray and Kylo be batteries to resurrect. Uh, you know, Palpatine. He just sounds like he's like whatever. We'll have her be, you know, revival, resurrect, you know, people. It just sounds like he just doesn't give a crap. You know, that is still true. How, how did, if, if we're not going with the possession idea, um, how, I mean, I guess, well, I was to say, how would Ben need to sacrifice himself in order to defeat the Emperor? But then, I mean, I actually did that pretty easily because the Emperor is that powerful, you know? So I guess it's not that but, hard to do. But I, th- but I think you know, his sensibility of letting himself loose is just, I'm going crazy. Yeah, I am going crazy, and I think some of the best Star Wars is just crazy stuff. Look, like, the, the it, guy JJ is a fantastic storyteller. Now, whether or not you like things about uh, Into Darkness or whatever, there are multiple hands that went into that and all this. But oh, I love Into Darkness. I don't care what people say. I, I, I thought I really enjoyed it a lot myself. Um, but like it's it's probably one of the one of the top Star Trek movies overall for me. I, I loved it. Um, but I get a lot of people do complain about that. But I, at the end of the day, if you look at his resume of stories he himself made and that he wrote and that he came up with in his head, he's a fantastic storyteller. Uh, so I think having him come up with the storyline to wrap this all up. I, you know, I, I, I got to have I trust him. He's a great director. He's a fantastic well, storyteller. Sure. And, and I, I don't know if there is anybody who would do a better job at, at wrapping this up. Well, I, and I think you know, when you look at it in a different way, too, is, is that when you first were watching, you know, A New Hope many, many years ago, you know, it's obviously a lot different. You know, imagine watching Clone Wars, though. And you're like, wait a second. There are Sith witches or Night Sisters? Right. And they just brought back an army of their dead sisters to fight against robots? What am I watching? Right. That's not Star Wars. It's like, no, it is. It, it's expanded. It's changed. It's grown. You know, the universe is different than what you expected. And, and, I, and I think this all fits into that rather nicely. And I think people are going to be presently, uh, pleasantly surprised. It's like, this, this is pretty good. I mean, I hope I'm right. But I'm not opposed to anything that's crazy so far that I've heard. I'm like, all right, I, I support that. The, 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 side, the side of me that loves to see Obi-Wan riding a lizard uh, chasing after uh, General Grievous on a uh, metal cycle uh, is a side of me that's like, yeah, I support all this. Right. You know, I love that type of Star Wars. I, I love that, that, that there's a giant junk planet. That the Dark Maul uses pure anger to make spider legs. For, right. You know, I, I like that part of Star Wars. 
I didn't even know that part of Star Wars existed when I was a kid. But it does, and I love it. And this feels like that to me. So, that's it. That's my soapbox. So, um, all, all things updated and, and new things learned. Uh, I guess, what what what's the most exciting thing that, that you're hyped about that you've learned from last week to this week? Me or you? You. Or... or Oh boy, <laughs> I'm I'm liking the I'm liking the the Sith battery or the or the, <laughs> the what do you, what do you call them the 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 die what uh uh dyad okay you say dyad but isn't it a diode a battery oh sure. I I thought diode was a type of battery and he says dyad like it's two. But it's like it, it, I like that idea. I like imagining him like you know sucking the life out of these people, and 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 their energy is so great. You know, you know, honestly, you know what that reminds me of? Uh, that really makes me think of the Mortis arc. Yeah, and that and that stuff's my some of my favorite stuff. But but really, you know, if you think about it, with with the daughter and Ahsoka and all that stuff, it really kind of it's reminiscent of that. Yep. You know, we we saw basically a a episode of Rebels where where Ezra is able to look into different you know different doors into different timelines in the Star Wars galaxy, and, and this is tame in comparison to that. <laughs> oh, and by the way, in case you forgot, Ewoks are back. Yes, I want to see Wicket. He he just got like a bunch of gray fur now. I still don't understand why why the Ewok adventures are not canon. Well, not yet. They can be. Just put it back. Just put it back. Re-release it. I, I guarantee you, if you if you kind of touched up a little bit of special effects on those things and you re-release it now, people will be like, oh my god. These Ewok movies. Have you ever seen them? They're fantastic. They're fun. A little two-hour, you know. And especially with Dark Crystal making a resurgence. You've got puppets in this thing, and you've got, you know, it, it just feels all Jim Henson y kind of otherworldly stuff. Why not? Bring it back. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, you know, the, the last thing I kind of want to point out, though, real quick is just that we are about three and a half weeks. We are less than a month, about three and a half weeks away from Force Friday. Awesome. Triple Force Friday. Correct. Triple Sorry. Force Friday. Like a. Triple double crunch wrap. Oh. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's coming up here pretty soon. Uh, I don't think we're going to be getting any spoilers per se, but we may get some information to confirm some things and just provide further insights, puzzles, little pieces to help connect the dots that we have. And who knows what else we're going to find out between here and there. You know, I'm honestly, I am checking every day. I am so excited. Excuse me. I am so excited about any more details that they can give us. Even, you know, these things that we went over today. There, there's not a, a ton of big plot-relevant spoilers here. Um, but there's some really cool things, and it just it really gets your mind going, and it, and it gets your interest going, and, and you're just thinking about the possibilities of a new Star Wars movie like this. And it's so exciting. So, Oh, I agree. Uh, I agree 100%. I'm really looking forward to whatever we hear next. Hopefully we got some more nice, nice tidbits like this to go over next time. Um, in any case, we'll be back anyway to talk about whatever we have to talk about. I hope it's some good stuff. 
Uh, you know, it would be great if one day we have like our own sources, just so that we we can like guarantee stuff to talk about. That'd be great. Yeah, well, you know. Hey, if anybody's listening and, and you work on a, on a Star Wars, let me know. <laughs> Especially if you live in Iran. Especially. Or, or Greece, Saudi Arabia. Or, yeah, or Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Or Japan. Or, or any there are a lot of you there. Thailand. Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to hear your your spoilers if you have them. Yeah, absolutely. Although you know, let's be honest, our second listenership is the UK, and they're most like that's where Pinewood is. <laughs> yeah, if anyone listens to us and works at Pinewood or or you know anything, give, give me give us a, a DM. I'm like, trust me, I am like super confidential. I know that doesn't sound very official. It probably doesn't instill a lot of confidence. But like with like nobody knows what I do for a living. But like I, I'm very good at like being confidential. So. Um, and here's the great thing: we're not even gonna verify whether this rumor is potentially true or not. We're just gonna run it. Wow. Okay. So, look, you say that now. We're ready to get the crazies. Being if you're like, from by the, the UK, way. if you're from the UK, send us something wacky, and uh, we'll say you heard it here first on uh, podcast twenty seven. I'm not actually. No, I wouldn't even be mad. the The only thing that I would that would not get, and even then, we might still run it. But the thing that might not run is if. If Ray walks in and sees Palpatine for the first time, and Palpatine turns around slowly and says, "My grandbaby girl," even better, she said, "Poppy." <laughs> I'm, I'm down. Are you? If so, hey, you know, if we get that from a Pinewood person, we'll run it. Poppy, <laughs> Poppy Chulo. So. All right, I think we're good. I, I actually, I think we're more than good. I think we've over, ex, overstayed our stay on the airways right now. <laughs> so fine. it's fine. It's all good. If you don't want to listen to us, you don't have to be. No one's forcing. Or if they are, that's uncool. Please stop forcing people to listen to us. So uh, that was really weird. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. It's fine. We'll be back next time, everybody. I hope you enjoy this. I sincerely do. We'll see you next they time. They loved it, Tim. Shut up. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Mark, say bye. Don't be rude. Bye. Bye. Are you Batman? No. Oh. The Joker. (laughs) 